Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, featuring Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while building a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneur Show. And yes, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says this, allow God to show you how to fall in love with the beauty he created in you. And joining me on today's show is Crystal Fry. Crystal, she is a vibrant and an encouraging podcast host, a speaker and an author. She's also the founder and CEO of C. Fry International, LLC, which is an organization with the mission of partnering with God to positively impact 1 million people worldwide by helping them to get to know him better. She's a wife of 20 years. She's a mother of two incredible sons. She's also a former corporate executive and she ultimately or she intimately and ultimately knows the burden of stress and of worry and the struggle and the frustration of trying to keep it all together. She also understands the detrimental impact of losing your identity to the roles in your life and the profound difference friends finding your identity in Christ can make. Amen. So on today's show, Crystal is going to share the power and peace of learning to truly trust God in all things, all things. She's going to talk about your true identity can only, only and ever be found in Christ, as well as your life is a collection of your choices if you want something different, guess what? You have to make different choices. So let's welcome Crystal to the show. Welcome. Oh, Anne-Marie, it is such a pleasure to be here on the show with you today. I am so excited for this conversation. Oh, me too. And as I was going through that introduction, I was thinking to myself, oh my goodness, there's so many aspects of the of what you are going to share today that I have journeyed through. And I'm sure if we had everyone who is going to have an opportunity to listen or even is there live, I'm sure journeys or aspects of their journey of life, they can relate to that too. I always love to start off a show by giving the guests, or giving you, Crystal, uh, uh, an opportunity to share how did the Lord lead you? down the path to where you are today. What are some of the snapshots of the highlights? Sometimes those highlights weren't highlights at the time, but certainly looking back, you can see he was holding your hand and holding you all the way through. Can you share that with us? Absolutely. My pleasure. So it's so interesting that you asked that question because I have been in a place of reflecting on really being able to go back and look at the places where Without a doubt, I know it was God that carried me through. And my journey started when I was young. Um, I grew up in church. And so um, on my website, I've got a page that says, you know, I was called at um, nine and I answer, I was called at eight and I answered at 39 because that I know that journey started so long ago, but it led me to places where I was completely in love and on the path and really, really living my life dedicated in a beautiful way. And then there were also many instances in my life where I couldn't even see the path anymore because I had gone into a different direction totally and completely. Now, as to how I got to where I am today, uh, the most recent highlight, we'll call it, and it definitely wasn't a highlight at the time, um, I had been in a career for 13 years and had loved what I was doing, but was getting this very 
um, unmistakable tug that I wasn't supposed to be there anymore. And that was really difficult for me because I really enjoyed what I was doing. Um, but I could not ignore this tug telling me that I didn't belong there anymore. And it came to a place where every time I turned around, there was a wall or there was just just overwhelming sense of being uncomfortable and not being in place. Like I was a puzzle piece that had just kind of been discarded and I was really, really trying to go back into the puzzle, but I didn't fit anymore. And so um, after some deep prayer, I realized that God was actually calling me out of that job. And I was like, okay, great. Thanks, God. That's fantastic. What do we do next? And and the answer that I got was just trust me, I got you. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, Lord, that doesn't help me a lot because I would <laughs> like to, I would <laughs> like to know, you know. <laughs> and so that's what this last year and a half has been. Um, has been just one beautiful um tumultuous journey of really learning how to trust him completely for everything. Yeah. I want to unpack that a little bit because I'm sure that if we look at the last three years, there are many people who, uh, if we use the word uncertainty, and it's probably one of those words that is used so frequently, it's like, oh, not that again. However, the conversations that I've had with people, one in particular that I think I can think of today, she said the, t- the times where I was just completely unsure she was in a different country. She didn't know the language. She said, I had to trust. There was no other option but to trust the Lord. And she said, he didn't just show up. There were miracles, unexplained things that occurred that could only be uh, put down to the fact that the Lord says, well, now I can take over and show you what is possible when you put your full trust in me. So looking back then, Crystal, to the last period of time where you really just laid it down and said, all right, Lord, I can see that you're encouraging me to really trust you. And that can be difficult, can't it? Particularly for those of us who have a plan. And if we're honest, you know, we say we bring things to the Lord in prayer, but it's kind of like, Lord, I've laid this out. Please bless it. Please help make my path straight in the direction where I would like to go, not the other way around, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest. And the Lord kind of goes, mm, nah, because I have a better place where I want you to end up and the path you're on today is not going to get you there. What were some of the things that you did? And it is a journey, isn't it? It is a, a daily journey where we need to remind ourselves of, hey, I've got to let go, let God. What were some of the insights? What did you do? Because that can be difficult when we're at the beginning of that journey, let's say. Well, I will tell you, so the first 30 to 45 days after I put in my notice, my, my final day, my last day, I walked away with with a sense of peace that I had made the correct decision. So I had that and I was like, okay, good. This is going to be great. Like, I'm just going to take a little bit of time and kind of decompress. And, you know, cause 13 years day in, day out, when you stop, you actually need a moment to decompress. And I was like, okay, great. I'm going to spend two weeks and I'm just going to relax. And then I'm going to hit the ground and we're going to do this thing. I don't know what it is, but we're going to do it. Well, it actually took me 45 to 60 days. And it was a period of, well, gosh, I don't really know what I'm doing. And I don't, there were a lot of emotions and a lot of 
um, for me, it was very difficult. The only two times in my working life um, since I turned 16 that I haven't had a job to go to were the two periods after my sons were born. I took time to stay home with them. So not waking up and having to go to a job, I didn't really know what to do. I felt very lost. And it was in that time that God removed a lot of the distractions so that I could actually just be still And so that I could hear him and understand where he was moving me next. And that very next thing was a podcast of all things. And I never imagined that I would start a podcast when God was like, Crystal, I want you to start a podcast. I was like, oh, great. That sounds exciting. What's a podcast and how do I do it? You know? (laughs) And so I thought, okay, great. I'll start a podcast. And I did my research and I started to look into it and I kept hearing daily, daily bread, daily bread, daily bread. And I was like, all right, I'll do a daily podcast. That'll be great. And then I did more research and I went, oh, God, I don't think I can do that. Uh, That's a a lot of work. Um, So we'll just hold off on that. And it took me about three months. And I got very, very frustrated because things were not working, right? Things weren't progressing. I felt very stuck and very frustrated. And I remember sitting at my desk in my office and saying, God, I don't understand. And I'm frustrated and I don't get it. And you told me to leave and I did. And now I just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And I could just hear, Crystal, you're frustrated because you haven't done what I asked you to do yet. You know, I hadn't started that podcast because I got afraid, right? I looked at the elephant and I was like, oh, no, I can't do that. (laughs) I said, well, God, that's a lot. You know, that's a a daily podcast. That's a lot. I can't do that by myself. And he said, you're right. You can't. You need me. Mm. And that's why it has to be done this way, because I need you to realize how much you need me. Mm. And so... There we started. We started a daily podcast. And now we are, um, today I think was episode 194. So um, it's been it's been a beautiful journey. I've gotten to meet some incredible people and I've gotten a lot closer and a lot deeper in my relationship because I am literally in the word every single day. Yeah. yeah. As you're sharing that, um, it reminds me of when I started the Christian Entrepreneurs podcast. That was a daily show as well. And that is a significant um, time commitment and all of the organization that goes behind it. But that's what I found as well. Because I was speaking to others who loved the Lord, there were certain themes within that, themes where we learned, as you said, time that you were constantly in the Word, looking at Bible verses and so forth. And there's real healing to that, isn't there? Absolute healing. And I think that is because I don't want to use the word intensity, but it is, you know, frequently, every day, daily, you know, and we're told renew our minds daily, get in the word, um, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, which, and when we do, we start to realize that a lot of the things that used to keep us stuck are no longer really an issue because there's a word against that, isn't that? That, And we know there's an enemy that continues to try and keep us off track. Share a little bit about what you said earlier 
being able to be still because we often talk about that, but it can, that can be one of the things that we really need to intentionally do to the point that we can. So what was that process for you? Well, for me, it, it came down to physically, literally being still. It had to start there for me because I am, um, I have always been a busy person. Like I take on a lot of projects. I always have a lot of responsibilities. You know, I, I'm a, the queen of overcommitment and still making sure that somehow everything magically gets done. You know, it has to be done with excellence or I won't do it. You know, so it is just this very high achieving, like, oh, high stress type of person. And for, so, of course, in those early days of God saying, Crystal, I need you to sit down. Like, you move so fast, you can't hear me. And so I really, I literally had to sit still. So I would take my son to school in the morning and um, and then my husband would be at work. So I would just, I would be alone in my house and I would go sit outside on my deck and just sit there mm-hmm. and listen and, you know, listen to the birds, take in the the beauty that's around me. I'm fortunate enough to to be surrounded by nature as opposed to being surrounded by city lights. So being able just to sit and be still. And then I, then I had to release it. I had to actually fully surrender to him and say, okay, God, you know, you, you wanted me here. I'm here. You've got me. I, I, I don't have anything else to fight about, you know, like I just, I don't have any other excuses. I have nothing else. Like there's nothing happening. So here I am. And that really allowed me that space to just quiet my mind. And I noticed that the more I did it, the easier it got to do. And the more I enjoyed doing it, being able to have that time to sit and be still and listen for God or bring my concerns to Him or say, I know I'm supposed to trust you and I believe what you say is true, but I'm going to be honest with you. It's a struggle right now. So can you help me? Can you help me through that? And it was just a beautiful place for Him to show up and surround me in that place of knowing that I was protected. I was being provided for and I could really trust him. He's he is the good father that he says he is. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, the next point that uh, I'd love to speak a little bit more about is around identity. I mean, um, you know, so often in the secular world, we're t- our identity is tied to the success, to our job title, to who we are. And often it's in the real challenges and situations where all of those titles or a lot of them are stripped away and it can kind of be a bit of a freak out there for us too that we realise and when, you know, the Lord guides us to show us, no, this is who you are. And that I think for me, and I'd love to hear your story, the core of who we are when we have our true or our true identity in Christ, there is nothing or no one that can come up against us to even cause 
any bit of doubt, isn't it? Because it's like, this is who the Lord says I am. And there is a list of different things that we discover who we are in Christ. Share a bit about that journey and what you discovered about your true identity, Crystal. Oh, this is this is actually one of my favorite things to talk about and to help other people with because that kind of started things for me years ago was this question of, you know, who am I? It's, I've spent my entire adult life going, why am I here? God, what did you create me for? Like, I don't understand. What's my purpose? All of the things. And as I really started down this path of trying to unpack and really discover who I am, it started with that question of, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I realized that I, like many, many of us, when someone asks you that question, you start to list off the roles that you have. Oh, I'm a wife and I'm a mom and I do this job and I you know, attend this church or I'm part of this PTA or this extracurricular group or I do this or I do that. And we list our roles and that's fabulous, but that's what you do. It's not who you are. And I went through this very deep process of stripping away each one of those roles and saying, okay, well, if I'm not a wife, then who am I? If I'm not a mom, who am I? If I'm not an overachiever, who am I? If I'm not the person that everyone comes to when they need help, who am I? And I had to, again, I had to go back to the word for that. And I had to get into some really deep, sit still, unpack, ugly cry with God on multiple occasions for him to dig out all of those roots about who the world said I was mm. and who I accepted that other people thought that I was, who I pretended to be for other people so that they would like me. Mm -hmm. um, so that they would, you know, I was a huge people pleaser, um, just wanted everybody to be happy. And that always meant uh, I was going to be sacrificing myself in some way for that to happen. And I gladly did that because I didn't want anyone to be upset. I wanted everyone to like me. And God really had to help me through that and show me that I was by myself, His creation, Mm -hmm. I was incredibly worthy and I was loved and I didn't need the approval of the world because I already had the approval of God. Mm -hmm. And so we oftentimes get stuck in this place of, well, what are people going to think or, you know, all of the things. And we have to, here's something that I shared that Oh, helped me so much. And I, I hope that it helps others as well. Other people's opinions of you are temporary. Yeah. God's opinion of you is eternal. So whose opinion really matters? For mm -hmm. me, the choice was easy. Once I put it in that perspective, it was God's opinion of me that was important. Am I pleasing him? Am I, you know, doing what he wants me to do? Am I showing up as the creation that he intends for me to be? And that is what matters to me. Yeah, so good. And as you were speaking about that and sharing, you know, other people's opinions of me don't matter, which is so important, as is also who do you say you are? Because often the enemy will 
impact negatively and and you end up criticizing yourself the words that you speak and think about yourself can be completely opposite to who the lord says you are you know and for, I, I think for people too who may be listening or, or watching or for for others who it may sound as if um you know when we're talking about that, the whole surrendering thing, and it and it is because this is what the world says, when we do that, we need to be independent. We need to be this. We need to be strong. And, of course, the Bible says the complete opposite. When I am weak, then I am strong. And the reason is this, and this is where I think the whole world who doesn't realise and recognise who God really is, I mean, he is such a – I mean, if you compare, you know, people talk about the universe. Well, this is the creator of the universe. The, you know, he, the Lord – the God is such a powerful, I mean, the, the English language strung together in all of the beauty of words that we have would not depict the power and the glory of God. And yet we are his creation. He loves us so much. We are, you know, through Christ, kings and queens, you know, daughters of the living king. I mean, that aspect, when when we realise that and we elevate, you know, that as, as to who we are, we realise, my goodness, but there's a humility that needs to be there, isn't there? And that's often the trials and tribulations. The Lord says, I have so much for you, daughter. I have so much for you, son. But firstly, you need to surrender and really to understand who I've created you to be before, you know, you do that, because otherwise um, some of those things may inhibit that and cause us to go in the, the wrong direction. Have you, going through that journey, just recognised and seen a lot of the things that you were doing in your role very much was how God created you to be and the gifts and talents and strengths, but now because you really have and, and are moving through the core this, of who you are as Christ, those things have just been elevated to a whole new level because you know it's to his glory and contributing to kingdom work. Have you found oh, that too? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the, um, <laughs> so when I was little, I was a very big personality and there was an instance in my life that happened that it was well-meaning, but my small little child heart and my small little child mind did not understand the full complexity of what what happened and it actually caused me to shrink back and shut down and so instead of being this big vibrant you know this just this big light i kind of shoved that light down into a box and i i got very dim and i that's where people pleasing and all of that kind of stuff comes from but i was i was very content to stay behind everyone else i was very content to be a background player and i hard worker, loved making other people look good. And I really kind of felt like that would be my ultimate role was to be the puppet master, if you will, you know, the one who kind of sits behind the curtain, you never see them, but they make such beautiful things happen on the stage. And I really felt like that was my role. And as I moved into this kind of unpacking my identity and my core and who God actually created me to be, he didn't create me to be small. and that was something that I had to come to terms with, that I could no longer live underneath the lies that the enemy told me that I should sit down and be quiet. Um, the, the whole idea, especially as a woman, to sit down, be quiet, look pretty, you know, that was a big, a big lie that kind of ran through 
uh, my teen years, my early adult years, in, into my 30s even, was sit down, be quiet, look pretty. And, you know, like that's what you contribute. And so as I really started to pull all of this stuff out and unpack it and understand really who God created me to be, it released in me such a freedom to accept this, you know, Ephesians 2.10 tells us that we are God's masterpiece. Like we are his masterpiece. And as I took that into myself and said, I am a masterpiece, like God created me to be this incredibly like big person from the standpoint of, you know, my poor microphone, bless it. Sometimes I almost knock it over, but, you know, because my hands go and, you know, I, I need to stand and I need to, you know, just be this big type of thing, but also making sure because that's my light. And Mm -hmm. that is how the light of Christ shines through me is by being the big smile and the welcoming and the, you know, come here and give me a hug. Like we just met and you're my best friend. You know, that's, that's the gifting that God has given me. And it's so incredibly freeing to Mm -hmm. operate in that gift and not hide it because I no longer listen to the enemy who tells me nobody wants to hear you, right? Nobody cares what you have to say and no one wants to see you. I don't Mm -hmm. listen to that anymore. (laughs) Uh, It's interesting as you say that this, and this is for people who are listening, um, even in the recording is this, is that the enemy knows how the Lord, or the, the he recognizes where the Lord has has really positioned, and and some of those incredible giftings that's quite unique, and to you, and I, I if I look at my own journey and, and life, there's situations that occur, and we can talk about these choices, choices that let's just say I probably shouldn't have listened to these people or done this and done that, and it's in those continual choices that I got to a stage where, as you were just saying, you dull your light in that certain area or you begin to doubt that skill so much so that it almost becomes oppressive doesn't it and and the enemy is happy when we are not using our gifts and talents we we don't know who our true identity is in Christ because if we are we are dangerous to the enemy, isn't it? And he does not want Christians walking around knowing who they are in Christ. The power that, you know, that we have living inside us, his spirit is stronger than he who lives in the world. We are lethal to the kingdom of darkness, just being and praising our Lord. So he wants to keep us suppressed. But isn't it wonderful when the Lord shows us, "Mm -mm -mm -mm, you are not meant to sit behind a screen and just say, I created you to be the light, my light out into the world. So let's talk about choices because I'm sure that as the Lord was revealing that to you in the times that you were still and he was just whispering over and over and through his word and through the prayer time that, hey, this is who I want you to be and I'm going to gently nurture you to the point that you do and you can stand. Um, What were some of the choices that you had to make so that you were consistently reminding yourself of the identity and who you were in Christ? I love that question. And I absolutely love how you use the term gently nudging, you know, because I, (laughs) I remind myself all the time, you know, 
we do get gentle correction from the spirit. We do get, you know, the Holy Spirit will nudge us in the places that we need to go and nudge us away from the places that we don't need to be. We do, however, have that choice on whether or not we're going to listen and whether or not we're going to uh, lean into that leading. And there have been times in my life when I have made choices that um, I've regretted deeply. And those choices, I regret that they were made, but I've come to learn the lesson from them. You know, nothing is wasted with God. Even your biggest mistake can be used for to bring the glory to God if you allow him to use it. And as I started kind of shifting into this place where I knew I didn't want to be the person that I was, I didn't want to, you know, fall back into old habits or things like that. I really had to sit down with God and say, God, I know who you say I am. I need you to help me be that woman every day. So what does that look like for me. And as we sat down in that with that question, he started showing me different things that again were were specific to me. Things about even even to the to the effect of my water intake, like what I was actually putting in my body from a, you know, food and water and all of that kind of stuff, what I was feeding myself because his words to me were daughter, I have a lot for you to do. But if you continue the way you are right now, you won't have the strength to do it. Mm. And, you know, just talking about my physical strength, my physical well-being and those types of things. And so it was really, I mean, down into that level of, okay, what do I need to let go of? What bad habits? What, you know, I love, I love cookies. You know, cookies are my, well, my, they're my friend. I like them a lot, you know, <laughs> but, and it doesn't mean that I can't have cookies. It just means that. I need to be mindful. You know, I need to pay attention. You can have cookies, but you also should eat broccoli. You know, I mean, whatever. You know, I mean, it's it's understanding where that balance is and understanding that if I really and truly want to stand up and be obedient and go where he calls me, I have to take care of my physical body. I have to take care of my mind and I have to take care of my emotional well-being so that I can be firm and, you know, sound mind, sound body, sound emotional state, sound spiritual relationship with God and be able to stand up and walk into those places where he's calling me to go. Yeah, so true. So true. You know, what's interesting the other day, I was thinking too about, um, you know, all of the things going on in the world uh, today and, and different messages that we're hearing. And as Christians, we know that we are living, we're a living temple. The Lord is living in us. And, and I was kind of, that means every single cell, every single aspect of us. And it was interesting because I had a bit of a sore back and I just spoke to it and I said, you are healed. You know, you have the power of healing and, and really, and I felt so much better at the same time. I was also stretching and doing the things that I know are good for the body. So it's important, isn't it? So often we look at 
certain situations. And I love the way that in the introduction, uh, one of the things that you said you want to talk about is the fact that our life is a collection of choices. If we want something different, you have to make different choices. So the example that you gave about your physical being and even emotional being, uh, what situations are you continuously and consistently putting in your body or surrounding yourself with is that healing? Is it restorative or is it not? Is it the opposite? And when we slowly start to make some of those changes, the body is an amazing thing. The mind is an amazing thing too. Any wonder the Lord told us to guard our hearts and our minds and to renew our minds every morning so that the enemy can't get in there with uh, his lies and so forth. So it's important, isn't it? And I'm sure just as you said uh, being still became a habit to the point that you just started to do that because you enjoyed that. The choices that you had to make intentionally and do became something quite natural. Would you agree? Was that how you found that? Absolutely. There are there are two things that have been very um, that have really been very powerful and very impactful to specific things. So I recently um, was introduced to the book, uh, Two Chairs by Bob Bodine. And if, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend that you read it. It is all about this practice of having two chairs, literally two chairs, one for you, one for God. And before you do anything else in your day, you sit there in those two chairs and there's no real like specific time limit or anything like that, but it's just the ability to be there to invite God into your day, mm. to sit in his presence and to hear from him what it is that he wants you to know for that day. And the second thing is really increasing my water intake. And I thought this was going to be kind of tough for me because I'm pretty healthy. Like I would say I'm relatively healthy. You know, I try to do the things, but water was one of those things I really had fallen off of. And the Lord was like, well, you got to drink it. Like your whole body's made up of water. You, you got to drink it. And so <laughs> I have actually gotten into rather easily into this habit of drinking at least three liters of water a day, wow. which is like, it's almost a gallon. I think it, it's a little over a gallon of water a day. And it's amazing because there are some days where I'm I'm done with that. Like I've reached that threshold by five o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess we're super hydrated today. I mean, I don't know what else to say, but it has just simply become a habit because it's replaced the mm -hmm. other things. Yeah. Having that goal, knowing that it is God driven, it's replaced the other things that I would have in its place like tea or Diet Coke. I was a Diet Coke girl for a very, very long time. Um, and and now it's it's just all water. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Crystal, can you share um, a little bit more about the work that you do for those who are listening to and think, oh, I'd love to find out more about uh, Crystal's uh, yeah giftings and, and how she's showing up in the world. Can you share that with us before we finish the show today? Oh, absolutely. So I have a podcast. It's called A Walk Through the Word, uh, Daily Bread with Crystal Fry. And every day, or Monday through Saturday, I share a piece of scripture and we just kind of talk a little bit about it. They're little kind of short episodes to really get you to think. Um, and then on Sundays, we have a guest episode very much like this, where I've got someone incredible to have a conversation with me and share um, words of inspiration and parts of their journey really to inspire others. So 
there is that. Um, I am also a speaker and an author. I have a book out. It's called A Walk Through the Word, Unpacking and Applying the Book of Ephesians. So it really takes an approach of chapter by chapter, verse by verse, really kind of breaking it down into bite-size um, words for everyday type mm-hmm. of, of reading. So, and all of those things can be found, contacts, all of that on my website, which is www.crystalfry.com. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, it, it, speaking of the Lord's word, which we know he says is the sword of the spirit. So it's the the armory or the part of the armor of God that we really can wield, you know, against the enemy. And his word does not come back uh, void. There's real life to those words. It just always fascinates me how you can read a certain chapter or a certain verse. And when you understand the context often, you know, what happening at the time and just the other players, you know, the people that were around at the time, God's word is just so fascinating, isn't it? There are things that I learned. It was like you're reading things and it's like, oh, no. And then the more you read it, yes, it is. And it's, it is really just fascinating, isn't it? So, um, so good that you're spending time in that word, because as we know, the Holy Spirit will often reveal things when we're ready that we may not have necessarily seen uh, before. But it really encourage people get into the word because it really is life. It is life giving and the answers to all of the questions that you have uh, is in there somewhere. And that's why I think the Lord often, ha- there are things, you know, he talks about when you seek me, you will find me, you need knock, the door will be opened. And that is encouraging. We, he wants us to spend time in the word, doesn't he? And I'm sure that you have uh, found that too. Thank you so much, Crystal. Uh, one of the things that I love to do before we finish is just finish with a word of prayer. May I do that today? Absolutely. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Crystal today where she was able to share as part of her testimony the um, journey that she went on that you took her on, Lord, to really discover her true identity and that true identity, of course, for all of us is in Christ. Lord, that is so needed in a world where the enemy is continuously um, stripping away the identity that you say that is available and and that every single person is has an identity because you created them, Lord. And we are created in your image, the living God who created the entire universe. We are made in his image. So, Father, we just pray that you'll continue to bless the work that Crystal is doing, Father, especially where the world is now poised. There is just so much happening. And when we turn to your word as your children, we can see you have left um, crumbs there, if I can use that term, Lord, that when we look up and we look to your word, we know exactly what is happening. And uh, we know too in your word that you say, fear not, for I am with you. Be strong and courageous. Lord, we just ask that we can continue every single one of us who knows you and loves you, and particularly Crystal and the ministry that she is doing, that she can continue to be your light, that others can meet Jesus that may not have had the opportunity to have a conversation with someone who is so partnering and collaborating with you, Lord, that uh, she can be the light for you in her podcast and through the guests that she is sharing. Lord, 
the roll call is coming soon, Lord. So can we support us in really being that light in the world, the light, the hope that we know is only in, in Jesus. So we just continue to pray. We continue to pray for those people who are searching, Lord. They may not know yet, Lord, but who they're searching for is Jesus. You're the answer to every problem, every answer to every solution. And of course, the promises that we have in and through Christ to live eternally with you, uh, Lord, that is something that as your children we look forward to. So we thank you again for the conversation and those who have listened and have watched and continue to watch and listen to the recording, may they continue to be blessed through the words um, and the work of the Holy Spirit too. And we ask this in the precious and powerful name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Crystal. It was wonderful having uh, a conversation with you. Isn't it wonderful, the technology that we have, that you can be on the it other is. side planet and uh, we can get to, I always say I, I, I love geeking out on uh, business topics and about the Lord too because it really is, there's just, yeah, it, it's hard to explain unless someone knows that and has experienced it. You really feel the Holy Spirit just bubbling up inside and uh, we know the healing power. The enemy has no power. Things just, just break off, doesn't it? And uh, we hope that this conversation continues to do those that for others who are listening and watching too. So thank you again for coming on the show. Oh, it's been such a pleasure, Anne-Marie. Thank you so much for having me. This podcast is brought to you by TheInfluenceAlliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.